Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Today, we continue our 52-year journey through film with 2003's Kill Bill, Volume 1. And coming off last week... It was gonna be it was gonna be a tough viewing for any movie, you mm. know. Any movie was gonna have a tough shake after Scooby Doo in two thousand two, but this did a damn good job. Mm. Yeah, it, it you know tried its best. You know, it's two thousand three, um, coming coming off the strongest year in cinema after two thousand two. But but man, Kill Bill was uh, I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. Um, this this was a a very very nice addition to the list because uh, this this was my first viewing of this movie in general. Um, it was about it was my first viewing in seven or eight years, and I can say I enjoyed it ten times as much as I did the last time I watched it. Mm. Um, I I was I was so in uh, from like the get go. Everything this movie is about and everything like the action choreography, everything. It's just so much more up my alley now than it was when I was 14. Just makes a lot of sense that I'm, I'm digging this movie so hard, but let's, let's give the people the breakdown released on October 10th, 2003. And it is, uh, written by Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Mm. And man, what a, what a fucking addition to this 52-year journey through film. I loved this movie. Like, mm. uh, you know, comparing it back to 1994's Pulp Fiction, you know, another mm. Tarantino, easiest, easiest one to compare it to. I think, like, he just so obviously has a style, and it, and it bleeds through here. But this is, for my money, so much better, uh, the mm. narrative is much more cohesive. I follow it a lot more, a lot, not easier. Like I know what was happening in Pulp Fiction. It's just like, mm. I didn't get why I like the driving force behind a narrative being re like revenge. I get mm. that. That's easy. Uh, I'm not just watching people do shit. Uh, mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Th this, I mean, I, I'm definitely in the same boat. This is, I, I like this not maybe far better than, than Pulp Fiction. Um, but as, in terms of enjoyment, like, man, I, like this was, I was in from like, from the very start, you know, mm -hmm. we like open up on a, you know, just a fight, you know, like immediately Black jumping in. Well, I guess true. That's how it actually opens uh, with. Oh, you know, and buddy, death, like, I let me right. tell you, I, I, like I said, I hadn't seen it in almost a decade. And when it opened on that black and white screen with Uma Thurman acting her ass off, by the way, that like she kicks off the movie with what is probably her most powerful scene, which is uh, 
kind of crazy, but like she, her sitting there sobbing, uh, it was, oh my God. I was just like, fuck, this is hard. This is hard to watch. And then she gets a bullet through her head and I'm like, okay, so that's the end of the movie, right? Like we're, mm. we're doing the weird time bending thing that Quentin Tarantino likes to do. And he's given us the end of the story before, before everything else. And then no, she lives through that. She lives through the bullet straight through her brain, which I thought was just like, fuck it. I love this. Mm. Um, the line right before the bullet, you know, Bill, the kid is your, bam, you know, like it's your kid, bam, instant, done. And I like, for like, I had no idea of like anything about this movie. The only thing I knew was, um, the yellow, um, biker outfit um Mm -hmm. and you know eventually it would get all bloodied that's like all that i knew going into this movie i knew nothing i knew nowhere like i had no idea where the story was going um any of these characters what they actually do or anything and uh and like hearing that she was you know pregnant like whenever she was like was killed i was like oh my god like okay what a way to open up a movie here like holy yeah like damn um but then the, I, I was mistaken. The opening I was thinking of is uh, the fight scene between With her and, uh, and was it no Cottonmouth? She's that's no that, that wasn't her. Copperhead was that yes, uh, her, Vernita, her name? Vernita, I think is what yeah. her name was. But yeah, um, Copperhead, if I remember correctly. And uh, like their fight scene, um, and and man, the fight scenes in this were like incredible. Like actual knife fights and sword fights that made sense. You know, like usually in and you know, there's there's a lot of jumping around, breaking gravity, and like you know, like that's that, that's just the style of the movie. And I, I'm not gonna I fucking love for, fantastic for action sequences um, like that, man. It's fantastic. But the actual like the realism of like knife fights, like usually when you see knife fights in in you know movies, like I'm thinking of uh, the one that comes to mind is like whenever Cap and Bucky are fighting, and you know he's twisting the knife, and the, oh, yeah. the dodging you no know, all super fast, but like real knife fights like one slip up you're dead you know so it's it's really a like a very slow and and not striking and and you know it's one strike can do it you know because like you're you're afraid that you're gonna die in that moment you know that's it's an you know one slice and and you're done um Mm -hmm. and i love how like even though it's all like super fantastical and they're jumping all around doing all these things like it's still very realistic and the sword fighting and stuff you know i guess does get a little crazy um, whenever she's fighting, you know, 88, uh, people, but, uh, hey, but, man, you know, there's, uh, I, there's a time and place for all the legend of, yeah, of the bride. Mm, oh yeah. Um, and man, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know this, like, I did not expect to like this movie this much. Um, no, you know, I've, I've come to the mind that, you know, through a few movies, you know, I really enjoy once upon a time in Hollywood and I really enjoy this movie. And Django Unchained, like I know, mm. I know Tarantino's good, you mm. know, but I, I I question after watching some of his other stuff, like Pulp Fiction, like uh, Reservoir Dogs. I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, do people hold him in a little too high esteem? Mm. And I don't think so. I think he, I think he hits more than I think he hits more than he misses. Uh, and no matter what, stylistically, he does fantastic. Um. He does absolutely incredible, kind of no mm. matter what. Uh, yeah, he uh, 
obviously has a, a a pretty big foot fetish and he man he shows it in all of his movies that's a constant um but uh and wiggle your toe yeah like all right all right there yeah like ah man and i love like in the like I, I don't know what what award show it was but leonardo like brought it up on stage you know and like called him out for it and his shot like went to his face afterwards and he just was you know kind of pissed off but i, I mean it Man, weird kind of guy, but uh, but man, he he can. Yeah, and you know, know, like, hey, your kink's your kink, man. It's just uh, <laughs> it's just weird to know you're behind the camera, putting other people's feet on screen because then it's like, oh, what do you? I I never think about that. Like the director is like holding the camera, looking like in like I don't think about that whenever I'm watching a movie. You know, I'm just thinking of what I'm seeing. Um, but you know, I mean. I will give credit where credit is due. Um, like I, I kind of thought that people overhyped Tarantino a little bit after Pulp Fiction. You know that watch it was still a fantastic movie, but this I understand uh, the Tarantino hype now. Um, like this, this one, I, I, I'm just so much more there for a narrative focus, you know. And this, mm. like, while the filmmaking is very prominent in this movie and the the lighting of shots and Ooh. the the way that everything's set up and the choreography of the action is all very, very important. The driving force behind this movie is the narrative. It is the story. And uh I think that uh they did a really fantastic job with this story. You know, mm. I think this was uh massively entertaining to watch. Like you know, along this fifty two year journey through film Emily's watched a lot of the movies with me and a lot of the time she gets kind of bored and gets on her phone and is like, I'm, I'm mm. all right. Uh, not this one. She was in it. She, she liked, she liked this movie, man. And, uh, I usually take that as a sign that the movie was at least massively entertaining. Mm. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we have a probably like one of the strongest female, uh, lead roles that I've kind of ever watched in film. I, I'm thinking back to aliens uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, that that's kind of the only other one that that comes Ellen up. Ellen Ripley but, was pretty strong, but but, uh, uh, but man, yeah, Uma like, Thurman is the bride, man. Wow, that's Black Mamba. Sh- no idea. This is where Black Mamba came from. Like, like, uh, the logo and the name, like for Kobe Bryant. Like, I thought yeah. that he just made that up on his own. Like, I thought that was his own thing. It's like, almost, nah. it's almost funnier knowing that he got it from Kill Bill. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I had I literally like asked Google. I'm like when did Kobe Bryant like start to call himself the Black Mamba? And it was like 2003 in the beginning of 2004 and I'm like, yo. I'm like no way. Like I cuz I, I was like maybe he had this, you know, and, and Kill Bill put it in there for whatever, you know, just like a, as a Kobe and I'm like no, I was like, like it, I don't think got, Tarantino like, would do yeah. that. I think Kobe would uh, take it from Tarantino, though. Yeah, uh, uh, and it was fucking awesome. I was like, oh shit! Like, and then you see the sword, and it's got the little fucking logo on it, and I'm like, oh my fucking god! This is everything. This is Kobe Bryant's entire fucking aesthetic, and I had no hmm. idea. Um, hmm. it's pretty fantastic that that's where he got it. Um, we had some pretty awesome sets throughout this movie. I loved the set design throughout this film. That last fight between uh. Between Uma Thurman and Lucy Liu, uh, oh. the bride and Oren Shi, in the oh. snow-covered courtyard out there, man, that's little so fucking water cool. Water thing, you know, like mm. little, just at everything, like, uh, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, for nominations for for the uh, the decade awards, 
Um, I I placed I'm, it in, in set design and costume design already. Always, uh, was, I got I like I always I'm updating it on my Google mm. Docs as I'm watching it. And, you know, at different points, I'm putting different things down. It's cool because it doesn't happen all at once. It's like there's a moment in the movie where I'm like, "Yep, that earned it a nod here." Mm. And uh, the set design got it, costume design got it. I gave best soundtrack a nod too for uh, for the RZA, a founding member of Wu Tang Clan, did the music for this movie. Mm. Um, I put Lucy Liu as O-Ren as best supporting actress because mm. she absolutely kills that shit. I, like, and it was that scene where uh, she chops the dude's head off and then is like, I'm going to say this in English so y'all really mm. get it. Ooh. Um, and whenever she, whenever she said that and she, did, she gave that monologue and was like, if any of you bring up, like I, I'm open to discussion for a lot of things, but if y'all ever take away from my Chinese or American heritage – that's what happens. Hmm. Just thought y'all should know. I'll collect uh, your that's, head. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the best scenes in the movie, man. And uh, Lucy Liu er, got got the nod for me for Best Supporting Actress of the Decade with that. Uh, Uma Thurman, obviously Best Actress. Uh, and, mm. and Quentin Tarantino, Best Director. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty easy. Uh, yeah, this, uh, man, I mean, it, I uh for for best actress I I don't know I mean I don't think I don't know if we have anything coming up in in the aughts that can that can rival Uma Thurman's performance because man like I'm I'm just I'm glad we're getting some female representation now you know we're we're like this is and this was just like the most badass woman like in like that I've just watched you know Ellen Ripley is the closest thing, but I feel like Uma Thurman just took it to a different level here. Like, I mm. mean, she's just like, and I like her, her performance of it as well, not just being badass, you know, and, and like this strong, powerful woman, but like the actual, like emotional parts of the movie. And like, I like, I don't know. I think she just did this perfectly. Like I, yeah, she uh, grounded this, she grounded this movie in such a, a one, like with such a wonderful performance. And, uh, mm. you know, she does, a really good job of being the she has such a narrow vision you know it's like i'm doing this mm. and that's i'm here to fucking kill you all right mm. so uh do what you will to try and stop me but you won't mm. um and it's just so bad ass and whenever she gets that slice to the back by by oren mm. and then she just goes ahead and gets up and cuts that artery on uh on her leg. I'm like, mm-hmm. you ready? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. and I love the honor amongst, like, it, within these fights, I love that there's no going for the back. Mm. You know, there is a little bit. It's like a, she has to turn around and fight off some people every once in a while, but it's like, it's all pretty honorable. It's like, I'm only going to sword fight you mm. if you, if you're going to sword fight me. I'm not just going to stab you in the back. Yeah. And um, and she even like says like after she gets sliced in the back she's like fight me with everything you have you know yeah. she's like don't don't hold back just because because I'm, if yeah. you do you won't win and uh, and yeah like the the fight scenes in this movie were just I mean usually fight scenes are just kind of like I watch them and it's just I don't really care about them because it's not like pushing the story forward necessarily it's just kind of action for action. But like oh, this, and that's that's Tarantino 
to a T is the mm. gory action for the sake of gory action. Oh, talk about some blood spewing. I'm curious if like, because I've never, you know, in person seen someone get stabbed with a samurai sword or sliced with a samurai sword. Does I, it... I wonder like, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, maybe. I, I feel like it's dramatized a little bit here. I think it is. Um, I think, but like, like I... <clears throat> I mean, I I loved it, though. Like, just, literally, like, there was one, uh, at I think it was near the beginning of, of the fight scene, whenever uh, she's at, or confronting Oren, um, she, she's, like, slices two dudes' arms off, and they, they both just, like, oh, yeah. start, like, it's, uh... <laughs> like, uh, they both it was turn. her right hand woman, or like a uh, uh, fatale, Sophie Fatale, mm. uh, who she cuts the arm off of, oh. uh, and she she's like ah, and she's running around, and it's it's spewing out of her mm. fucking arm, oh. like. Mm. And you know, I usually think that the uh, severing of body parts probably goes a little bit more like it did in Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, like it was, it was bloody as fucking Game of Thrones, but it wasn't. It wasn't like <laughs> fountain of blood spewing from the man's head who just who's just got cut off at the at the table there. Mm. Um, I don't know about all that. And the anime sequence. Oh, I, oh man, yeah, that was like for one, like a part of the movie that that surprised me. I'm like, oh, this is just cool as fuck to watch this now. Like I didn't know this was in here at all, and uh, like giving her like her origin story. Through this, you know, you, you see like what she's been through, and, and it makes you know their fight scene even more worth it in the end. Um, and and like, oh, what a just what a cool movie! Like it was just super fun the entire time. Um, and I, yeah, it was super cool just to include anime within it. Um, and man, yeah, I'm looking at at the uh, the aftermath um, <laughs> of the fight and just how much. Oh, and I love that they Blood cut to black, black and white during mm. the fight, and then they were like, "We'll show you what what the havoc really is at the end here." Mm. Um, man, and like whenever God. they went upstairs into that like blue, um, like kind of just room, like it was kind of I don't know, like upstairs, like it was just the silhouettes. You saw like the silhouettes fighting, mm. you know, for a little bit. And yes, it was, like the shots were set up so cool. Like it was, oh my God. Um, oh, when she uh, murdered the murdered the rapists, mm. that was uh, that was my favorite. Uh, mm. You know, like I always I'm wa- I was watching it with Emily, and you know, like she was like, Tarantino is a sicko, and I was like, yeah. he absolutely is to have thought of this. Uh, Did not have to include it in the movie at all. Like this was, I mean, like sure, it's how she gets her pussy wagon. You know how she gets the, her vehicle that we see her vehicle. It's how all. she gets her vehicle. Um, it's how uh. It's how she wakes up from her coma, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, so like it's, it's just the, the scene he had going on while those things were happening or, uh, like, wow, you are, you're kind of disgusting for even thinking of this. The, uh, like the, the nurse selling her body and implying that he's been, he's been selling Mm. her body. This one's Mm -hmm. a spitter. It's a. It's a re- it's a motor reflex thing. Like I was like, fucking a. This is, ugh, ugh. that's just yes. disgusting. And you know, he. Every time there's something like this that happens in one of Tarantino's movies, the the people who do the deed get murdered, brutally. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I think he might do stuff like that 
the absolute extreme so that you're okay with our protagonist bloody fucking murdering them. I guess that's oh. true. Because if, if they were just like normal, you know, like everyday nurses that were just taking care of them, like I would assume, that, you know, she's waking up thinking that she's going to die, you know, like she's mm-hmm. thinking Bill's, you know, coming for her and, and, and everything. She's probably going to kill whoever's around no matter what. But, you know, I guess if she's going to kill two people in this case, I'm I'm definitely fine be with these two, two people guys. That, that she killed. Uh, um, yeah, these uh, these dudes were the scum of the earth. And mm-hmm. I was uh, I was very satisfied with the fact that she murdered them uh, by tearing off one of their like the bottom half of their chin. Mm. And uh, that was pretty fucking brutal. And uh, and slamming a dude's head in the door. That mm. was uh Kingpin-esque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't, didn't think about that. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, she didn't have legs, you know. She she was very resourceful with uh, with what she could do. I mean, that that's that's just her character. You know, she, she doesn't give up. She wills if, it to be. If you um, go back to that last picture before, do you recognize that guy? The uh, Johnny, Johnny Moe? Mm, that is Gordon Liu, our lead in 36th Chamber of Shaolin. That's Sante, baby. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Johnny that, no. is, that is sick. Um, wow. Like right okay. That's awesome. I wondered why, like... Uh, he was wearing a mask had, the whole time. Yeah, I wonder why they had, like, a lead guy out of everyone they were fighting and everyone was just, like, a goon or whatever. And I wondered why oh, they, yeah. gave, like, gave him, like, the, uh, the, uh, I don't know. Oh, he's in this. Oh. Because he's in, this is, like, him in, I guess he's in the second one, too, um, as. Oh, okay, that's, wow, I didn't know that was him. That's, that's really awesome. That, that is uh, awesome. He's popping back up here. Um, and they, they, a mention of Shaolin in the movie, um, mm-hmm. I, was it in the, I'm pretty sure in the first, um, yeah. I don't know, watch, and it really does just roll like, uh, the movies Blends like, roll, right like perfectly, yeah, pretty perfectly together. Um, but I don't know. Hmm, that's awesome. I love the, that's, that's cool. They have a reference in there and, and him in there, Sante. I was uh, hoping he'd whip out the triple nunchuck, you know, oh, like, that would have really been, it would have been awesome. But, uh. No, nah, it was still it was still a really cool scene with him. He uh, he he was an he's an awesome martial artist, dude. His mm. his like when he was doing those spins up on the balcony, like you know that's him doing his stunts. Like mm. that's some talented talented footwork for that for that man. Uh, mm. Hmm, that is awesome. Wow, man, what a cool! I don't know, just such a everything surrounding this movie is just kind of cool. Like the fact that Kobe Bryant took some, you know, took inspiration from this movie to mm. to hit, you know center his whole brand around you know even. i mean even the color um, scheme oh yellow black and yellow he mm. he loved the black and yellow man that was what that was what he he went with on most of his designs mm. um i lo- like the handwritten you know list that she has um and how it, like it like uh every chapter or something like it shows like the the number like with the oh, dude, around, chapter like, one was two it. yeah um, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm, well, and, and uh, what's uh, what's also interesting is they showed us that first, mm. but when they showed us 
that name crossed off. Oren Ishii's name was already crossed off, I'm pretty sure. The first name on the list was already crossed off. Yeah, she was the first to go. So it's really interesting that we get what happened immediately after that mm. uh, at the very beginning of the movie. Um, so, which is, it's crazy to to think, you know, that um, she's coming out of a four-year coma, just got her legs to work. I guess she had a month to rest and train, you know, while oh, yeah, the sword with, uh, was being made. With the Torianzo. Um, but yeah, like, Oren was the first to go. And I once that clicked, like, in my mind, like, oh, yeah, like, wait a minute, her name was already crossed off, you know, and like, and whenever she's explain it for the first time like her narrating a little bit like yeah i'm like oh she's already been dead like this whole time like she wasn't she wasn't the second to die she was the first she first and ah just i guess maybe tarantino really likes just to to jump around with time and stuff uh he doesn't like to show things in order but uh in this I, case, and you I know mean, what in this movie it hmm. was much more effective for me it was uh because there's a narrative you know, I'm not bouncing back to something random that mm. would make narrative sense after something else. But now that it's here, it doesn't make a ton of narrative sense. Like this flows very, very well. And, you know, Pulp Fiction flowed very, very well. I don't know that if it was narratively told one thing after the other, it would have been satisfying. Mm. But uh, I just I, you had to have this the story elements there for me to really dig Pulp Fiction as much as I dig this movie. And uh they're just not quite there. I think the acting in Pulp Fiction, I'd probably give that a little bit of an edge to this movie. Mm. Uh, but I do think Kill Bill was going for a little bit more of a fantastical thing than uh, than the casual one-on-one yeah. conversation Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction provided. More real, more of like reality, you know, very, mm-hmm. very centered around reality. But but here it's, you know, we, we have... It's pretty fantastical. And we, yeah, and... And that I don't know what that weapon is that uh that go go um, yes that yes, had that yes, eventually yes. turned into it was like a I don't know what to call it but that was cool um, hey and you know I noticed this when I was watching Scooby Doo Fred uses like the same weapon during that movie it's it's insane uh, go go's a lot more talented with it uh, hmm. than 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 Fred but amazing how everything you know everything connects. I love it when it all comes together. But man, yeah, I thinking, you know, back I guess let's give uh Copperhead, you know, that that fight scene, you know, like Oh, uh, that was so hard. And Uma Thurman being like, you know, I I don't I, it wasn't my intention to do this in front of you, you know, but but now that it has happened, you know, if you want to grow up and and you're still you're still uneasy about this, you know, or whatever. Like, I'll be waiting. Yeah. Like, wait, like just... <laughs> hey, I'm not going to kill you here. And I know that means you'll probably grow up and try to take your revenge. I invite that. I won't deal with you now. Deuces. <laughs> uh, uh, kid, I mean, she took it pretty well. Uh, you know, no screaming. No, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I expected, you know, her to start crying, you know, seeing her mother just something, you know, and but, I got to uh, hope that comes back around in some capacity. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if, if this is, conf- I mean, I kill bill volume three announced. I don't know how, how I feel uh, like I heard something about it, is, but that that's pretty cool. Um, just, just to see that, like that, that there could be a volume three coming. Um, I hope it's not just for the money grab, you know. I hope it's like a good, 
continuation of the story. I think uh, I think Tarantino uh, probably wouldn't do it if it, uh, mm. and if it's not by Tarantino, I think then we'll know it was a money grab. True, uh, banking on nostalgia, mm. and not to say that Quentin Tarantino is ben- or above mm. going for a money grab. I have no doubts that he is not. He's a pretty scummy individual, but I think he likes to keep it relatively. Uh, about the about the filmmaking when he's when he's doing the filmmaking thing, mm. um. man. Yeah, I, uh, oh, that's cool. I was wondering, like, uh, I I would just assume that there was a lot of of martial arts inspiration here, and I was wondering about that that yellow suit, like, because how iconic it was. I'm like, this has to come from somewhere, and it makes sense. It comes from Bruce Lee. You know what? Like, I mean, like thinking of of martial arts titans. Like, I mean, like. The guy that you go to is Bruce Lee. Yeah, you, know, you got it. You got it. And uh, in Game, Game of, of Death, Death, he's he's wearing basically like a pretty, very, very similar yellow suit, which is is really cool. Um, I don't know. I'd say maybe Uma Thurman pulled it off a little better here. Uh, like she looked pretty little, good. She looked man. pretty good in that suit, um, uh, even when did, it was all did. bloodied up and cut at the end. I, I've seen that. Like I've seen Halloween costumes. That I've seen that specific Halloween costume. Almost every year. Um, oh, it's 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 a staple. Mm. It, it certainly is. And, oh, I mean, the bride. I love that they bleeped out her name every time. Mm. Every time someone actually said it, they were like, boop. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, so many uh, like quirks to this movie. It's like there's no real other movie that's like this. I don't know. Like it's very – I don't know. It's very its own. Like um, I don't know. Like – it's funny, but very serious at the same time, like at the same time. And it's like, I like, I don't know. It's I, like, like almost making fun of itself at points. Like it's like, it like knows what it's doing. It knows it can be goofy and it's like leaning into it full well. Mm. Uh, but I, I, it was so fun. Like the parts where like, it couldn't have been like a serious choice for, Uma Thurman to be looking up at Lucy Liu and they play that uh, like that can't be like a genuine serious choice like there was no way he was like this will be cool like no like he knew that was kind of goofy and quirky like that was like and it happens like twice really quickly in secession so it's like you knew Mm. he was just kind of like doing something Mm. creatively a very specific choice wondering if like this was the first Cause like I've heard that, you know, that song and it, yeah, so, like so much all over. Came Is this before like, it. Okay. That, that's what I figured. I didn't know if this, cause was I was watching it with subtitles it, but... and it actually listed a, uh, like, uh, this song is playing. Mm. So like, it's like, it's not, original oh, I didn't mean like Kill that Bill. the song like original to it, but like if it was in this context, Oh, you know, utilized like... with that effect. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure. That's, that's an interesting, uh, there are a lot of things kind of like that that I'm like, oh wow, is this maybe where this got big? You know, first of all, like oh, like a as they're walking in, I was like, oh shit, is that where this is from? Is that by the RZA? And and is it from Kill Bill them walking to to a fight like going against each other? Like I was like, that's kind of dope if it is. Um, and yeah, there are just so many like wallpaper shots like i mean like you could freeze frame like this movie in so many different places and it's like just wow like 
I don't know the camera work, the the direction. Like I got to give it to to Quentin Tarantino on this one. He mm. he really like he was in his bag with this. He movie. was in his bag for this um, one, you know. And uh, I I thought once upon a time, once upon a time in Hollywood was my favorite Tarantino flick, and I got to say that's no longer the case. I think it's definitely Kill Bill. You know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will hold a special place in my heart for being the only Tarantino film I've seen in theaters, which is pretty cool. Mm. But uh, I, I, Kill Bill Volume 1 is just better. It's just better. Uh, this movie is so much fun to watch. And that, like, the beginning, the, like, our feature presentation that was on, like, a really weird screen, and it was just, mm. like, a, like, it was presented to us in a really old-timey way, like, in a way that is... Mm. Be- before 2003 mm, which mm-hmm. is really cool and i love the different like sometimes it breaks you know the shot up into two different shots half and half shows like one person and the uh, like during a fight scene and then it merges back together or like oh, transparent yeah. oh, was... you know showing through the bathroom stall you know like there were just cool little like quirks about They're this movie that, that really just... cool choices mm. uh and like in some some cases it's like huh interesting uh, like, there's that moment where the bride is shown Hattori Hanzo's swords. And uh, I really liked that scene. And it's, like, this powerful musical swell. And it's like, oh, this is really cool. And then it goes on for, like, a couple minutes. Mm. And eventually they, like, fade half the screen to show Hattori Hanzo. Like, watching her look at the swords. And it was, like, a... Mm. It was I a think... really, like, interesting moment to show how connected to these swords mm. the bride was. Uh, and how ad- how she admired them so much, which is also really cool. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like a. I just love really... how they they played up the legend of Hanzo's swords. You know, like these yeah. these swords are the best in the world. Like they are like, and the fact that that he's he's taken this oath to not make you know another weapon of of death. You know, a a, a tool of death, but in this one case. Oh, dude, whenever she told him, like, it was a specific protege of yours, and he, like, walks over to the window and just spells Bill, I was like, this dude's dramatic as hell. Mm. (laughs) You can sleep here. It'll take me a month to make your sword. I I suggest you train. And, like, immediately. You know, like, that. that's all it took. She's like, yeah. Oh, he runs over to the little hole, and he, like, jumps down. He, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't even crawl down the ladder. He, like... I was like, dude, this man's awesome. I loved Hattori Hanzo. And uh, there was also the whole, like, uh, presentation of the weapon, which I thought was really cool. Mm. When he was like, I did the one thing I swore to God I never would do, the oath I took, and I've made a weapon of death. And uh, you know, he's like, but I am sympathetic with your mission, so I hope you see it through. Mm-hmm. Uh this was worth it. <laughs> I thought that the, was the best one that he's ever created too. You know, like used to create them just for the aesthetic, you know, just to hang them up on the wall. But this oh, one, I, and I feel like this was a little bit of a Tarantino, like blowing himself mm. a little bit during this part being like, I do it for the aesthetic and sentimental value. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't give a fuck about what you think I, mm. or how you, how you want to use it. Uh, I, I do it for the aesthetic and sentimental value. And, uh, I really, really loved that part and that perspective on the swords, you know, like that's a real, that's a really cool little, mm. little deal there. And I loved that at the end, whenever Oren is fighting, uh, fighting the bride and she's like, uh, oh yeah, that's really cool. Who made it for you? 
and she's like Hattori Hanzo, and she's like, "You lie!" Mm, mm-hmm. Like, nope, there's no fucking chance that happened. It only, uh, <laughs> there's one thing that makes her believe it, and it's whenever her head gets sliced off or partially sliced off. Um, was Hattori Hanzo? It's like it really was. Damn, and that's that. Those were her last words. You know that those were her last thoughts. Was just the way the the fucking top of her brain was sticking out a little bit. Like, holy shit. Damn. Yeah, I mean, man, what a fight. Like, what a way to, I mean, it's not the end end of the movie, but, like, pretty much, like, not much comes after. You know, th- this is what I feel like the, kind of the resolve, you know, is is, is this death. Oh, um, definitely. Like, that's that, that was the mission for this movie. To a mm-hmm. to a point, you know. And like I guess I, the first death, though, it's it's the first one. We there's another person that dies after this, technically. Um, but this is, I guess, like her journey, you know, to, to starting this. This is it where begins. it all kicks off. And yeah, like and, it's like this is this is the launching off point. You know, it feels yeah. like this is. Yeah, we get her origin, you know, with the anime, uh, which which was super cool uh, to see how, how she came up too. Yeah. And, uh, oh man, like whenever her mom gets stabbed, like through the bed, the sword, all the way through the bed, head, and, and then it just the starts, blood starts dripping down. Oh, God, like, man, that was and some the- powerful, powerful animation too, man. Like mm. I was like, fuck, this is sad. Like, uh, yeah, like, and also the most, like the most gory part of the movie, I think. So like, it was like oh. purposefully, <laughs> yeah, shooting the guys, shooting the guys legs off, making them fall and then getting them yeah. in the head, you know, um, like, yeah. Man, like I mean, it. The thing is, is that like all those animated like did not take away from the movie. Like I, it was just like no, not at all. In fact, it's a plus. Like I was like, that is such an interesting, awesome choice. Uh, and it was it was fucking awesome. I loved it. Man, yeah, I. uh, I really was a Hattori Hanzo sword. Yeah, I can't wait till uh, for whenever we cover volume two because of what I've seen so far it's it's like it's pretty cool uh so far and and, you know having the the universe set up or the the everything set up and all these characters known and stuff like uh i don't know they they do really play well off each other um like pretty much back to back and uh but this this one i feel like is it's stronger um this one is just i don't know maybe it's because it was my first watch and i was being introduced to it completely you know this is all brand new for me True, um, true, you know, and I'm assuming I'm assuming the second one acts a little bit more on like the Ellie Driver and uh and uh fucking oh what was his name? Bud mm-hmm. and uh Bill. <laughs> like I think uh like that's what I'm expecting for the second movie is for her to go for those last three. Mm. And uh I'm Crazy. very excited to see it. You know, I have like I've watched Kill Bill Volume One relatively recently. It's been even longer since I watched Kill Bill Volume Two and mm. relatively recently. A little less than a decade ago is is not uh is not recent. Mm. Uh, so did they even show Bill's face once in the first? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I'm because I remember the very end, like the very very end, is like does she still know that her child is alive? Oh my god! And that um, cliffhanger, man! I was like, what a fucking way to end a movie! Because like I looked at a I looked at Emily at like I didn't remember that, you know, mm. and I looked at Emily at the beginning of the movie and i was like it's gonna be one hell of a fucking twist when she finds out her daughter's alive and uh because she wakes up and she like grabs her stomach and she sobs and i was oh. like fuck that is 
fucking brutal. I can't imagine her pain right now. And then I was like, but hey, she was pretty deep into her pregnancy. They made a point to show us that. She lived through the gunshot, which means the baby didn't necessarily die immediately. Mm. Um, I was like, they probably C-sectioned. You know, they probably they probably got that baby out of her. I did not have a thought in my mind that this baby could have been alive. Like, uh, it it was truly like a just a mind fuck at the end there. I'm like, what? Like, like, you know, I'm I I don't know. I guess at the beginning, I'm like, maybe, you know, but but then throughout the whole movie, like it, it slipped my mind completely. I'm not thinking about that really anymore. Mm. Um, and then Bill mentions it, and I'm like holy i just had to start like the second movie i'm like what i'm like that's how it's gonna end you know i can't i can't stop here um dude yeah it was such a strong ending and that little interaction that she has with fatal there where she's like uh you know i kept you alive for two reasons first for information and uh you know like uh she's she's confessing to bill she's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and then the second was like i want him to know what I, want I know him to know that I know that he knows, and I want him to know. Like I, I love how she kept going. I like, want him the- to know that I want him to know. Mm, yeah. You know, like I want, like that was such a bad ass line. You know, mm. like just the I'm coming for his ass, mm. and he literally cannot do a thing about it. Mm. I was just like, what a fucking badass dude. She was fucking awesome, and that scene where she's. After the whole blue room silhouettes, whenever she's fight she's fighting the last guy and he's a real young dude and she bends him over and spanks him with his sword <laughs> with her sword and is like, Go home to your fucking mother. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> I was like, and they like, you know, they show the on multiple occasions, you know, she says at the beginning she lacks compassion. Mm. Like she literally says it, you know, like you know, she's like, I never knew you to lack rationality. She's like, ah, yeah, I uh, I like a lot of things. This compassion, this, but I'm certainly, I certainly don't lack rationality. Like mm. I'm, a, I'm a pretty rational person. But I think on multiple occasions she kind of exhibits a, a degree of uh of compassion. Uh, I think she does. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean that that end fight scene, um, like whenever Oren was like, "Sorry forever." discrediting you or whatever like mm-hmm. they almost like cry they almost like both cry like in that like you know like she's like obviously has emotion to her you know like even in her training like she was told like forget all human emotion you know like you can't mm-hmm. be a factor in in this it's life or death blah 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 but like not like she's doing this all the all off emotion you know like her whole family was killed um she thinks her her child was killed too you know like um and she's just revenge. That's that's what she's doing this for. It's off emotion, you know, in the first oh, place. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I'm real excited for the second one to see if uh to see if there's any elaboration on uh how they got here. You know, they really drop us into the thick of it. Mm. And uh I'm sure there will be. Uh I can't imagine there won't be because uh, you know, they're just kinda like, She's seeking revenge. We don't know why they betrayed her in the first movie. They're just kinda like, Yeah, we fucked you over, man. Whew. Sorry about that. Um, and I'm real excited to see some more. I'm real excited to see some more. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it you'll was be, such a badass, you'll be badass movie. <laughs> you will be satisfied. Um, I figured I would be. I figured as much. Um, but, man, yeah, this, uh, 
I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting once it's all wrapped up together. Um, once we we have the full story, uh, because this it's, it it kind of does feel like a part one. You know, even though it's it's great in its own, it's kind of like the Matrix um, in a way, um, where you're 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 left fully satisfied with the first movie. You don't need any more past it, but it makes you want it so badly. Like you're like, oh, yeah. I I need to stay in this universe. I need to know what happens next. Um, but this the movie on its on its own is still amazing and and like you don't need you don't need anything more i was thorough i was thoroughly fucking enjoying this movie i was so in and Mm. uh man i fucking loved it and uh but one of the looking through the quotes right now and the the bride after finally getting her big toe to move hard part hard parts over now let's get these other piggies wiggling Mm. i gotta think tarantino is just like (laughs) yeah yeah, right like, in that line. Man, like the yeah, the idea of him just being behind the camera during all of that is just very weird. Like, uh... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. he does set up some other really cool shots, you know. Um, oh no, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it's not like, all about. The <laughs> um, like I'm thinking uh, that last fight scene, not not outside but inside. You know, you have that dance floor that's clear, and you, you the camera's oh, yeah. like going up from from below. Um, you see limbs get chopped and blood spattering mm. on it and stuff like love the going back and forth between black and white too. Like it just, it, it's such a fun movie and it, it was very aware um, of what it was and wasn't trying to be, you know, too serious. You know, it, it knew that it was very fantastical and all. Um, but man, yeah, what I, I don't know. This is, I don't know if it, if it makes my top 10 necessarily, um, but it's, it's close. Like it's, it's like, I will go back and watch this movie again. Oh, that's certainly. for sure. Um, I, this will be a, a rewatchable movie. Um, and uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm pretty high on this movie right now. I'm curious to see where I sit, like a little bit removed from it once I watch it for a second time, knowing what happens and all. Yeah, right, right, um, right, right. So yeah, because it, it is it is probably as good a first watch as any movie can be mm. you know i mean besides besides a few that are just undeniable just like fuck man that was insane like i can see i could see how someone might go i don't know i'm not into it i i absolutely can see that with this movie there are other mm. movies that we have that are five out of fives in enjoyment that i don't i don't see how one can look at it and go i don't like it that much mm. you know like raiders like like the godfather like these like it's like I think you gotta, I think you had to enjoy it. Mm. Um, I mean, like Scooby-Doo. Obviously. Uh, there's no doubt that you, that you enjoyed that movie, but, uh, mm. yeah, this... I'm pretty, I'm pretty high on this and I, I'm, I'm almost tempted to give it the five knot anyway. Mm. You know, I, I don't think there was something that really made me go, that really pulled me out of it. It really, really connects. Like I might go a little low, a little lower than that, like a four point nine out of five four point eight out of five that's what uh, i was thinking i was thinking four eight five four nine uh I, I think there's you know maybe some you know at some points it was just kind of action for action's sake you know but the, the, they, they were you know beautifully crafted fight scenes and all um so i do appreciate that the action was awesome to watch it was super entertaining um but i i don't really hold it to like you know other fives that we have like the Matrix, the Truman Show, like in how, how well we connected with the movie. You can't really 
relate to these characters um as much as you can with with other movies um, but fair. but i mean you know a four eight or a four nine like it's still oh yeah still, like, like it's incredible. it's super enjoyable regardless of how much it does like i didn't i didn't cry yeah. during kill bill you know yeah. it doesn't it doesn't resonate on with me on a level that moved me to tears or anything like that uh, like, but it was still damn good like i think i i think i'd be comfortable throwing it a four eight uh yeah, like other four eights, be... the Terminator, Aliens, uh, four eight five for My Neighbor Totoro, um, four nine for Goodfellas. I feel, yeah, I mean, like these are all movies that that are thoroughly enjoyable as well. Um, I think four four I eight think is four eight five. Yeah, would be cool too. I'm liking that splitting the difference between four eight and four four nine. I'm yeah, absolutely. That. And then uh, as a genre, you know what? What are we kind of considering this? Is this just a action? action drama kind of that's what i yeah i think uh the crime there's not really i mean yeah you have the yakuza and and stuff like that i guess but i don't think that's really fair to put this i don't think i I wouldn't put this in uh in the Uh, goodfellas realm for crime for crime drama you Uh, know uh but uh i mean for action (laughs) um it's a damn good action movie man um um like i'd i'd watch this as far as like epic action is concerned, you know, I think to like Transformers has some pretty badass action sequences that are massive and CGI and explosions and stuff like that. Like I'd watch this, mm. this, ver- this type of action 10 times out of 10 before I'd watch that type of action. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm there. And I think I'm pretty comfortable saying that. And, you know, that's not to say that Transformers is a fucking five out of five in its genre. <laughs> I don't want to say nothing like that. But, like, as far as, like, what we typically think of when we think action sequence, like Fast and Furious with the fucking cars flying all over the street and explosions and boom. And I, I take this hand-to-hand badass combat over that every time, you know. And uh, mm. this is pretty. this is pretty hard. Yeah. How are you feeling over there? I feel like four five is maybe around where it is, maybe, or that's kind of like the floor. I um, think it's probably the floor. Um, like, I'd be willing to go four six or four seven five. I think is is kind of where where I'm sitting. You know, other four seven fives. Well, I guess not action. It's kind of hard to compare train spotting and goodwill hunting for the genre for this. Um, but those are true, four seven true. fives. Uh, the Truman Show is a four seven five. Uh, I guess actiony. The Matrix, you know, had had some action there that we gave that a five. You have Jurassic Park um, a four seven five. So I think mm. I'd uh, I think I'd go a little lower than that. So four mm. seven is yeah. probably fair. Yeah. All right, I like that. Like that. Now I think I don't know. I'm curious on where it does stand as a film because it is very different from anything else. Um, it's odd. It's like very its own style. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, I I think it, it's it's belonging. It's belonging somewhere in that four eight five to four nine range. Yeah, you know? I think uh, I think I do put it on that four eight five level level. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I quite elevate it to four nine amongst those Shawshank and Raiders and The Shining and Jaws and Godfather. I don't know. I don't know that Kill Bill is up there with that mm-hmm. that tier. But Kill Bill's definitely on that tier with Jurassic Park and The Matrix and Gladiator and Goodfellas and mm. Train Spotting. Like yeah. that makes sense to me. It makes a lot more sense oh, to yeah. me. And uh, when we're thinking about it, everything that you know this film rating does encompass, you know, like 
I think the the camera work was was stellar. You know, like that that was definitely a strength of the movie. Uh, the writing um, was was super was super cool. Um, the soundtrack was awesome. Um, oh, the soundtrack was badass. Um, the acting was was fucking cool. You know, like I wouldn't say it was fantastic, but it mm. was like a it seemed purposeful. Like it was like, there was a direction with it. Like there wasn't a, it wasn't like, ah, oh, man, this person's really fumbling the bag here. It was like the way they all acted fit the same mold and it was incredibly purposeful. So like, I, uh, I really enjoyed it, you know? And, uh, I thought it was really fucking good. I would say it's probably one of the most distinctive and original movies on this list. I don't think that we've seen anything quite like it. That uh, averages it out to a four eight zero, which ties it with The Shining, uh, which is interesting to to hear those movies, you know, just together. Yeah, The Shining um, and Kill Bill. But uh, where do we want to place it amongst these four eight fives? Um, I feel like it's below The Matrix and Jurassic Park. Um, I think so money. for sure. But I, I and I is it I above even, Gladiator? And when I think about you know the reason the reasons i think this movie is good as compared to a few of the others like i don't know it might not it might not be above the gladiator it might not mm. like i i put this more in the goodfellas and train spotting vein mm. because those are movies where no i'm not really falling in love with any of the characters i'm not there's there's an emotional resonance but it's not incredibly deep it's just i'm admiring this for the filmmaking sake mm. and that's kind of how i feel about goodfellas and train spotting and then i feel like gladiator takes it to another level where like the filmmaking was fantastic writing was awesome and i cared about the characters a lot mm. you know and i care about the bride i want her to make it out but you know there's a moment where i think she's done for in this movie i know she's not i know there's a kill bill too but uh i'm not like a i'm not heart i'm not torn up about that mm. you know uh, so I think it, I think it belongs potentially below Gladiator and above Goodfellas and Train Spotting, but maybe, maybe, maybe below Goodfellas, above Train Spotting. I feel like that feels more right. Mm. I think I'd go with that. Uh, Kill Bill Volume One and uh, goes right there between Goodfellas and Train Spotting. It feels good to me. There um, we go. I mean, this, you know, our, our top 10, uh, grows even, even more, uh, with, with, with all these ties here. Um, yeah. which is awesome. Let's see. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So we have 25 movies in our top 10 now, um, which, which is just beautiful, uh, as, as a film. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome that, it, you know, it's, it slots in at, at 12. You know, so I, I guess, you know, that as a film, you know, I was, I was saying, I don't think it makes my top 10 list, but it's it's close there. And that that reflects that makes it. sense to me. That um, makes sense to me. And then on the average scale, it slots in at 19 or 18, um, which which feels about right. Um, yeah, I think I think we got it pretty, pretty on the nose here uh, with with the rating. I think I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, you know, it's a re- it was a really good one. It's not knocking us on our ass like a few movies have, but it was a super enjoyable experience and such a such a fun movie to watch. Hmm. And uh, with that, I can't wait for next week's 2004 Kill Bill Volume 2. Very, very excited about that. 
And uh, man, it's turning out to be a good month. And will Kill Bill Volume 2 finish off the month for us? Let's see. Um, it will. Yes, it will finish off August. August um, will be topped off by Kill Bill Volume 2, you know, and a damn good month it looks like it's going to shake out to be with uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, Scooby-Doo, and Training Day. Uh, you know, none of them, none of them will touch 2002. But hey, you can't accept, you can't expect that of of, of flicks anymore. Yeah. It's just not not reasonable. Mm. Uh, but yeah, very excited. We're almost, we're almost to that halfway point. Mm-hmm. You know, next week, next week marks that halfway point of the 2000s. After that, we'll be on the the latter half of the 2000s, and I'm very, very excited. Um, with that, I was Colton Robertson joined. By Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. If you would, head to patreon.com slash co-rebloom and fund the revolution and uh, make sure you can, uh, you know, get support the pod. You know, it costs money and it, I don't make any off the podcast. So it, it's it's nice to have a little bit of a built-in built in cushion there with Patreon. That's real, that's real nice. And uh, if you would... Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And that woman deserves her revenge. And we deserve to die.